you know, especially in light of iOS 14, all of a sudden the urgency of building a direct relationship, having an email or a phone number um, to reach them to, knowing what to talk about, having like a foundation of customer data with which to personalize on, um, became more important, more urgent. Hello and welcome to the Optimized Store Owner Show, a podcast that helps frustrated store owners become optimized store owners. We are your hosts, Aaron and Christian. We want to invite you to join us each week as we share tips, tactics, and strategies from the most inspiring entrepreneurs in the e-commerce industry. This podcast will help you add flexibility, stability, and happiness into your life. Ready? Let's go. What's going on? On today's episode, we are having a little chat with Gen Furukawa from Prehook. He is one of the co-founders and Prehook is, a, let me tell you, I do a lot of videos on um, different Shopify apps and this one caught me by surprise. It's actually a quiz software for e-com direct-to-consumer brands to increase sales, uh, again, with quizzes. Um, it, it's super, super um, interesting. And uh, yeah, if you want to uh, collect zero-party data um, with e-commerce quizzes, drive more sales engagement, and achieve personalization at scale, then you want to listen to this episode. Check it out. All right. Hey, Jen. Thanks so much for, for joining us on the podcast. Aaron, Christian, thanks so much for having me. Excited to speak with you guys. Absolutely. Yes. And when we uh, we try to go down to Austin, uh, we will have to meet up because we're, we're super close. Being in the Dallas area to Austin, it's not too far. So it'd be good to ever meet up in person. A lot of e-commerce DTC stuff going on here. Yes. And there's just a lot of fun stuff to do in Austin as well. So we'll definitely have to go down there and check it out. Um, so let's just um, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, tell us a little bit, because this is, this is interesting. We've never interviewed somebody with, I think, this unique of an approach for e-commerce. So just tell us a little bit um, about the company, and then we'll just go from there. So what, what is Prehook? And then we'll just go from there. Yeah, 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 for sure. So uh, I'm a co-founder of Prehook, and Prehook is a quiz platform for Shopify merchants. Basically, uh, it's a software that helps merchants ask a few questions, capture a lead, whether email, SMS. We also do crypto wallet addresses. Shopify is doing a lot in that space. And then recommend a product. So the main goal is to just help merchants learn a little bit more about the customer uh, that they're serving, what the customer is looking for, um, and then recommend the right product. And so the value is kind of like threefold. Um, first is to simplify the buying process, and, and that directly translates to improving conversion rate. So, you know, from a CRO perspective, I, I think you guys do a lot of this. Um, it's just simplifying it to, to reduce any anxieties, questions, objections that a buyer might have, uh, and just address them head on. Um, then the second main benefit is to accelerate list growth. Um, a lot of it is, you know, you're, you're capturing a lead, whether it's a paid ad or organic, uh, and you really want to have a hook like, you know, Aaron, here's, here's your personalized recommendation. Where can we send it? And then, so that's your in to kind of like start building a relationship, capture uh, an email or a phone number, and then you're, you're starting to educate the, the consumer about your brand. And then lastly is actually customer data, zero party data. You might've heard the term is basically data that a customer uh, willingly and proactively shares with you, the brand. Um, this is different from first party data, which is kind of like uh, passively tracked, whether it's website engagement, pay, product pages visited, um, email engagement. Uh, but when you're, when you're working with first party data, there's still a lot of assumptions there where you don't necessarily know a lot about uh, the customer in terms of 
what they're looking for, why they're on your store, why they're shopping. Um, and that's kind of like one of the core premises of uh, what we're helping merchants do is to capture that customer data. Uh, it helps with the on-site experience, but then also uh, post-quiz, whether it's you know their, their quiz, uh, their automation in Klaviyo, whether email or SMS, both paid ads, everything, but basically to shed a lot of insight on what customers are looking for. Okay, so there's a, there's a lot of uh, really good information there. I guess my question would be, it does it? Do you guys see that it disrupts potentially um, a consumer's buying habit if they go there? And then like, is this in addition to like an email pop up or an SMS pop up? And this is in addition to it, or like, what does it look like for a consumer? I know they can't really see it, but maybe you can describe like when when's a use case scenario of like whenever somebody lands on the website that your survey would pop up um, or the the software would pop up and then what is what does that look like for a customer totally yeah great question um so it could be you know any number of ways whether it's you know at a hero image and and like all customers who start their customer journey have to take the quiz like for example stitch fix or rockets of awesome these are kind of like some uh some premier uh direct-to-consumer clothing brands everybody has to take the quiz and the quiz is more of like an intake where um, the brand needs to know what you're looking for, what size you are, what your style preference is. So that's kind of like a requisite. But then there are other quizzes where it's more of like a, a nice to have and it's a, a way to augment the shopping experience and kind of replicate an in-store sales associate. So that's that's really where you know you, you go to a store, you want to like uh, you want to make it simple maybe if you if you're like me, you don't really want to spend a lot of time shopping. Hey, I'm just looking for like, you know, jeans of this sort or a fragrance that fits this profile, or these are the coffee beans that I like, um, what helps. And, and so in that way, you are, the quiz is going to be uh, replicating that like sales associate that the, um, to personify the brand, um, but scale it, you know, 24 seven, you're having somebody there to answer questions and, and facilitate the, the buying process. Um, but it, yeah, in terms of like what it shows up on the website for a customer, it it could be uh, a paid landing page. It, it's also we're seeing a lot of brands that just actually send the quiz to their email list, so they already have the lead. But there's a lot more color that you can add to the contact, uh, not only with their email, because not all leads are considered equal. You know, like uh, Christian could sign up for a, a coupon for twenty percent off. You could sign up for a coupon for twenty percent off, but have wildly different uh, reasons why you're signing up and things that you're looking for. And so, um, even getting an email list to complete the quiz, uh, enables a lot in terms of, uh, how you'll be segmenting, what, what campaigns you'll be sending, what offers you'll be sending, uh, what flows you'll be putting them into. With something as like, so we work with a lot with clothing store with something that changes as frequently as clothing, like for example, right, we're getting ready to have like, you know, 4th of July or Labor Day or Memorial Day, whatever summer stuff's going on. If the products change frequently, does the software need to be updated by the by the owner of the business or somebody within the business to like, you know, change the questions for that? Or is there some type of learning that goes on with the questions as well? What, what how involved is the software at that point outside of, um, you know, just asking the questions? What, what do the responses look like, I guess? Yeah, great question. So it's uh, it's dynamic. So, you know, we. we we started the business because at the point when we started building in, in 2020, March of 2020, kind of like right when the pandemic was starting, a lot of merchants were using Typeform or 
other kind of like retrofitted tools that don't necessarily integrate closely with Shopify or, or Klaviyo or some of the common, common tech stack that e-commerce brands use. Um, and so one of our, our um, kind of like main priorities was to deeply integrate with Shopify, which means that we're, we're pulling in the inventory. So in order to surface the recommendations at the end of the quiz, uh, a merchant would just link a, like what product, uh, link a product with a quiz response. So for example, if you're, you know, what size are you? Uh, small, medium, large. And so uh, on the back end, the merchant would add all the smalls, all the mediums, all the smalls with a small response and mediums with a medium response and so on. Um, so it, it is completely dynamic. And it, you know, for um, seasonal updates or if things are constantly changing, maybe you update the inventory. Um, but at that point, from that point on, it's all dynamic. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. So um, that's, uh, and then you keep mentioning the integration. So I just want to just clarify it, right? You, you guys do integrate directly with Clavio. That information is just passed over to Clavio. Um, is there any other software like that, that you guys are is it integrated with as well? Yeah. So uh, it's Clavio, OmniSend, Attentive, and PostScript. Uh, okay. So we, we found that the kind of like the, the main value outside of uh, the immediate product recommendation after the quiz where somebody can just immediately add to cart and check out is capturing the data and then using it in their in their communication. So uh, mainly email and SMS. And so, you know, especially in light of iOS 14, where Apple basically, you know, like pulled away the, the data that a lot of brands were relying on to run profitable ad campaigns. All of a sudden, the urgency of building a direct relationship, having an email or a phone number um, to reach them to, knowing what to talk about, having like a foundation of customer data with which to personalize on, um, became more important, more urgent. And so um, that that's why we're kind of prioritizing the um, the communications platforms with integrations. Yeah, and I think I mean that's genius. Um, it's a to me, I'm already thinking of like not ways to create like a, a cool quiz, but like ways to ask the questions to find that data, right? So then we can do the segmentation um, on on the back end. So um, t for that particular reason, I think this is, I mean, a really, really powerful tool uh, for a lot of business uh, businesses out there. Um, do you have any particular uh, maybe case study um, or someone that you've worked closely with um, maybe in, in doing the integration or and, and something that you can talk to about more on uh, what you guys were able to to do with them? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so one brand is, uh, it's called T-Lixir, T-E-E-L-I-X-I-R. Uh, it's an adaptogen brand. Um, so it's taking like this ancient medicine, you know, like um, mushrooms, basically. Like ashwagandha. And yeah, 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 lion's mane. And lion's mane, yeah. I'm not, I'm not super familiar. Four Sigmatic is one of the more popular ones. Uh, but yeah, even though it's been around for thousands of years, the modern customer doesn't necessarily know how it works, what it's good for, because each of these have specific use cases. Um, so it's an interesting use case because um, nutritional supplements have a lot of value, find a lot of value from learning more about customers. But this brand, uh, T-Elixir, also has to deal with the customer education part of it. Um, so yeah, I might be dealing with anxiety or sleep sleep challenges or joint pain. And so what what physical problems am I feeling? What flavors do I like? What form factor do I like? So whether it's like, say, a powder or a bar or, or um, 
there, there are different options with which Telixer offers their, their options. Um, and so they, they really did a great job of merchandising it. So I don't know what it's like on the site now, but they have it in the header nav, they had it in the hero image, they have it on the homepage, they have it as an exit intent pop-up with Clavio. It is the first stop in the, in the funnel to capture a lead, to learn more about them. And then from there, in their, their post quiz email, they're recommending the product. So at the end of the quiz, you're, you're given, I think, nine different products recommended to you based on your quiz responses. They have a quiz that kind of like unfolds. Here's your product recommendation. Here's why, uh, you know, like a, a common uh, post quiz or, or welcome flow, like here's about the, uh, the brand or the founder story, but it can be more segmented. Uh, because they know what's relevant to me and and what I would engage with, um, and I think they their stats. It's on our website with a case study, but I think um, they they three x their opt ins, their opt in rate, as opposed to kind of like a standard pop up, like hey join our club or fifteen percent for an email. Um, this is not only just um, an opt in, uh, where you you know on average we're seeing like sixty eight percent of quiz completions somebody who starts a quiz will actually finish it. Um, but there is so much rich customer data within that lead, um, where I think they actually are five Xing their revenue per lead uh, from somebody who takes a quiz versus not. Um, and also um, in terms of conversion rate, they were seeing a significant increase in conversion rate. I think it was maybe like 20% or so uh, from those who took the quiz and those who did not. Um, and so that's all about like what you know about a customer and then how you actually use that actively to um, to change the customer experience based on what the customer is looking for. What is, what would you say is um, like the, the future of this, right? So we have a pop-up on the, on the site, we get this customer information and the vision for your guys' company or more so like the, the use case scenario for these e-commerce store owners, where would you guys like to see this or what do you guys see the future of this type of like lead generation becoming? Yeah, that's a great question. The million dollar question for us. Um, and I think where uh, where there's a potential is basically to automate the recommendation. So right now, as I was explaining, um, a merchant would say, okay, like let, let's recommend this product based on these customers. Uh, but you know, there, there are personalization engines, let's say like Rebuy or Nasto that are doing really interesting things with data. You know, they they kind of aggregate data at a an industry level or a niche level. So let's say like customers who bought this or customers who fit this profile will likely buy this. And so they're, they're able to surface recommendations. And I think actually Clavio is moving towards this with their Clavio one. Um, they're kind of like their newer enterprise, uh, platform that they announced last week. Um, and I, I don't know if it's like AI recommendations per se, but I do know that there are features that, um, you know, Clavio will often include it. There, there's just two ways that Clavio will service a recommendation. And that's, uh, I think, based on previous purchase history, and then I think products engaged. Um, but there's a lot that can be done. You know, like Clavia has tons and tons of customer data. If it were anonymized to um, kind of like know, okay, the, the profiles who fit this have this tendency and purchase in this way. Um, so that would be like the long-term vision that we're moving towards. Uh, but just if we can definitively and quantitatively show an increase in conversion rate, an increase in uh, average order value and, and revenue, um, that would be a huge win for us. Hey, so owners, are you ready to grow and scale your online business predictably and profitably? 
We've created a free 15 minute training that will walk you through the five key areas every online store needs to achieve financial success. You can grab the free training by going to optimizestoreowner.com forward slash ecom dash training or clicking the link below in the podcast description. Again, that is optimizedstoreowner.com forward slash ecom dash training. Yeah, I was going to say that anything to that I'm thinking of to try to take away the, the friction away from the the small, not say smaller, but right if you're doing anywhere between, you know, five to $10 million per year, like it's unlikely that you have somebody who's dedicated to just do this side of the business. So it's going to require more work from somebody who's already part of the team. Like how do we alleviate that? Um, so it's good that you're, that you're thinking about it because that's as a customer, that's what that would be really cool if we could have that, uh, which, which also got me curious on when you have the high conversion rate, which we have, we, for a regular pop-up, we try to get close to 10%. So if you're saying like 20% of those people would be like opting in, I can see why, because it'd be more appealing and it's different than that 15%. But the next question is the, based off of when you said 60, 70% of the people actually fill out the form. What's, can you give us like some best practices for like creating a form? It's like how many questions there are, or like, should there be images or should there, like, how does it work for mobile? Um, so just some best practices, I think as we, uh, you know, try to navigate this and as people try to listen and navigate it as well. Totally. Yeah. So I, I think, um, there is no like right number for a quiz, but like my rule of thumb, a lot of, uh, merch says, what, what should I ask? What, what, how many questions should I have? I think the best answer is basically as few as possible while getting everything that you need. So that's basically like, if you think about, uh, you know, from a customer perspective, you don't want fluff. You don't want to be answering like, you know, if you're, what's your spirit animal, or if you're a season, what season are you? You know, these are like, there's not a lot of like meat that you can use in order to like improve your marketing. But um, studies show too, uh, I think it was Accenture, like customers are willing to share their data, want to share their data. But in, you know, the, the trade-off is that there needs to be a use case. There needs to be like used to uh, receive a personalized experience. So, I mean, that's, that's the main goal in terms of like what, what you'll ask and how many questions. Um, the other thing that I think is, is really critical is even before the quiz starts, like what does the hook look like? And so the, the, the quiz is really popular and, and you might remember from like, say Buzzfeed or, or, uh, the New York times, like say five years ago, quizzes were like a real viral machine. And I think like it, it put Buzzfeed on the map in many ways. Um, part of it was because they had these these quizzes that played to our imagination, played to our um, interest in ourselves and learning about ourselves. So if you can create a quiz to pique that curiosity and help us learn more about ourselves, you'd probably see. And, and I'm not on the ad side, I'm not on the brand side, uh, but I do think it's critical in order to hook a, a customer in. Like, what is it that you're offering? Uh, and there's there was always an exchange of data. So you know, me as a consumer, I'll tell you what I'm looking for, but in exchange, what am I going to get? Is it going to be a personalized recommendation? Is it going to be education specifically on something that I need? Is it going to be anything of, of value or interest? Um, and the more you can ratchet up the value in the um, exchange that you're offering in the offer, um, then I think like the, the greater engagement you get upfront and then the greater the completion rate. Um, other tools uh, or other, I guess, best practices, uh, I, I do like to see what others are looking for. So uh, there are various niches that that kind of like use a lot of quizzes, whether it's skincare or, or uh, food and beverage, apparel, 
uh, outdoors, um, pets, uh, nutritional supplements. I'm just kind of like seeing how, how it works, um, what they're, you can, th what they're doing, uh, how they're actually using the quiz and the data, how your, uh, your customer experience might change based on your quiz responses. Um, because maybe that that's kind of like a, the standard of uh, what you're competing against, so to speak. So, um, kind of like just getting a lay of the land in terms of how others are using the quiz, um, is, is really helpful. When I was, um, I was looking at your guys' site as far as the the actual examples here, which you do have one for clothing, and it's uh, it's very interesting that yeah, there's only a couple of questions, and then asks the size. Um, but when it asks the size, is are those individual fields able to be put inside of Clavio to where they segment? Because what I would like to do, and you can just tell me if this is possible, I would love for everybody who wears, you know, a size small to be added to Clavio, and then that particular item within the quiz could be segmented where we know Becky was wearing a size small, and then it's like it's easy to be able to send an email to only the people who are wearing a size small. Is that possible to do like automatically or is it manual? How does that look like? Uh, yeah. Well, once you set it up, it's, it's automated. So, um, I should, you know, go into more detail here, the integration with Clavio, um, getting into the weeds, it, it comes through as a custom property and as an event variable, which means that, you know, with Aaron's, uh, Clavio contact, you'll see the quiz question and the quiz answer. So you can ask directly, like, um, you know, what size are you? And, and if you're small, you'd create a segment based on that custom property. So okay. therefore, yeah. And, and you, you could do it based on that. You could create kind of like your own properties of like people who are, who are interested in, in blue stripes or whatever. And, and, um, so you can, yeah, create, uh, segments just as you would with any other Clavio segment. Um, but you know, it, it gets great when you can layer on different custom properties or, uh, when you're combining it with say, uh, transaction history, or um, <clears throat> maybe with other data that you're getting from Gorgeous, or uh, you know, uh, other quiz engagement or SMS engagement. I mean, there there are obviously infinite ways that you can segment, but all the data is sent directly and immediately to Clavio automatically. And so once you set it up, uh, it kind of like runs on autopilot. Um, but, but one thing I actually forgot to mention in in terms of best practices, and that's relevant to um, clothing store owners, is um, understanding whether it is a buying for themselves or buying for a gift is also a helpful question. Mm. Um, and especially, you know, coming up, we just had Father's Day, we have 4th of July coming up, the holidays. Um, but one interesting tidbit that I got from Merchant is uh, for her knowing whether somebody was buying for themselves or as a gift, and it was actually a clothing brand, a kid's clothing brand, um, lowered, once she shortened the post quiz welcome for anybody who was um, buying for a gift, um, she like tripled her unsubscribe rate or, or reduced her unsubscribe rate by three, three X because wow. it makes sense. Like, you know, for somebody that is buying for a gift, it's, it's a little bit more transactional. They don't really care about like the provenance of the brand or the founder or whatever. Um, so that that's helpful to know. And then you're creating a segment of gift buyers where, you know, November, Black Friday, Saturday, Monday, you're sending out um, you know, like, Hey, how about this gift or, you know, other gift, uh, times. And so that's a helpful segment to know. Very nice. Um, is, is there a way to, cause I did see a little bit of a conditional logic. Is there a way to create sort of this master quiz where like 
at the beginning of the quiz, you kind of take them down those two paths, whether it's you're shopping for yourself and it could take you down a set of questions. And if you're shopping for somebody and it could take you down a different set of questions, is that? Absolutely. Possible? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we have conditional logic and um, a, a lot of the better uh, quiz apps would. So definitely if you're looking for a quiz um, tool, that that should be one that's it's really helpful to uh, create more personalization and, and tailor it to the responses of the quiz quiz giver very cool uh as we let me pull that up. uh as we kind of close my kind of the, the thoughts or at least that we have going on with this what would you say like if this is you i'm all right i'm, I'm saying jen you you're starting a new e-commerce store it can be clothing store it doesn't matter what how are you using this software and then what else are you using it alongside with it to like kind of make that perfect customer experience like what does it look like maybe you can try to paint a picture for us of of using your software what else is needed and then like maybe some real life case scenarios if, if you were going to take something like this yeah um so if uh let's say for example um uh, like a, a skincare brand we work with a lot of skincare brands uh and what they're doing with the data is really interesting. So um, at a high level, I would think through what are the different segments that I'm trying to build out and then what are the different like customer personas that I might have. So ideally, you know, maybe you have like three to five different customer personas. And, and so it could be based on type, you know, like dry, oily, normal skin could be based on problems, uh, rosacea, acne, blackheads, whatever. Um, it, it could be what their goals are, because ultimately I think it's really important as marketers to the, the, the way that you, you succeed is kind of like creating this narrative. You know, you are here, you're, you have dry skin and you have blackheads. Here's how you get to, you know, your aspirational endpoint and here's how our brand and our product will help. Um, so thinking through those, those things will inform what questions I'm asking, um, will inform what segments I'm creating in in Clavia will inform what uh, flows I'm I'm creating, um, and then other other tools. Um, I think we're seeing more and more merchants that are finding success with SMS. Uh, the challenge is in some ways uh, getting the getting the phone number, getting the consent, um, and so it, it's not necessarily like oh you add your phone number in during an order and you can you can um, send marketing messages. Um, so building up that list is really helpful. And um, so I, th I think that would be an integral part of the quiz is um, so you have your email, you know, what, what's your email will send you, you know, whatever it is that, that our asset is. Um, and then here's this little like extra icing. What's your phone number? And, and you know, so we can we can build this relationship. And so, um, like, for example, Attentive just released their concierge feature, which is basically like one on one messaging. I think Clavio is probably moving there or, or you know allows it as well. You're just re replying to a text. Um, and so I think the um, the critical component of like SMS is going to increase. Um, but SMS is also a, a double edged sword because it is so intimate because you know, like some stats say ninety eight percent of SMS messages are opened. Um, you just have to be thoughtful with what you're sending and and not sending blast campaigns, uh, which is where this uh, customer data is is really critical. Wow. Yeah. There's, uh, I guess there's a lot, there's, um, I guess the, the software makes it simple, but there's just, yeah, so much to do to make this also like, um, 
just so valuable for the businesses too. Like I think you gave a lot of good use case scenarios here. Um, and then I think the best way, um, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but the best way is to just probably, you guys are over on the Shopify app store. I don't know if you have another app or another place that you guys, uh, your apps available or not. I know your website, but what's the best way for people to find out more about the app, um, download it, check it out. Do you guys have free trials or anything? Yeah, we, we do have a free trial. Um, it's, it's a 14 day free trial. Just look at prehook prehook.com or prehook on the app store. Um, and then definitely please reach out to me again, gen at prehook.com. Um, happy to answer questions, happy to kind of like uh, guide you through things that you might want to think about, you know, how you build out the quiz, other examples. Um, and on, on the website too, I have like, I've been keeping track, you know, spending so much time with quizzes and seeing these brands that are doing them. Um, it's a free Airtable, no, no opt-in required to like see, uh, I think there are 125 or so at this point, um, how brands are using quizzes in different ways. Um, uh, so yeah, please, uh, reach out or, or LinkedIn and Twitter. Also again, Furukawa, that's my handle. That's the, um, I guess for, uh, sorry, Christian, um, where's the, where's the, is that on your, on your website, the air table stuff? Mm, shoot. You know, it, it might be, uh, resources or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I, I found it under resources. Um, it has about 120. I, I mean, it's amazing. It's it's split up into categories and goals. And uh, if you need any inspiration, you just listen to the podcast and you're wanting to get a quiz. Yeah, go check that out because that will give you enough examples to kind of get your brain rolling into what type of questions you could be asking. So, uh, yeah, that's a yeah really, really good, powerful list right there. Oh, thank you. All right, Jen, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Uh, we will link everything up into the show notes. Um, and just that way people can get a hold of you too. And then you said uh, you're going to put, you have a Twitter handle. That's the best way to, to reach out to you as well. Like personally outside of the email. Yeah. Perfect. We will put that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much. This is uh, extremely valuable for our audience and definitely something that we are going to look at um, internally as well. So really appreciate you coming on. I know you gave a lot of value to everybody. Likewise. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Christian. That's a wrap. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram stories at BitBraining and let us know what you thought about this episode. And next, make sure to leave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach more people and continue to improve the podcast for you. All right, guys, have a great day and we'll talk to you next week.